Hi, um, my name is Nikia. I'm a compulsive overeater and food addict from Seattle. I'm grateful for the opportunity to do service this evening um, to share about what my life was like, what happened in my life today. Um, it's fitting to have the opportunity to do service um, today, the day after uh, the day after Thanksgiving or um, uh, another Thursday for me. Um, just so very grateful to be able to express um, my gratitude um, and having the opportunity to share my hope, strength, and experience. I, um, when I think about what my life was like, um, you know, as a kid, I grew up um, in an alcoholic family and um, really, um, really being uncertain a lot of a lot of the time. I I never was really able to talk about how I felt about anything. Um, kids were more so to be seen and not heard, and I never shared about how I felt about anything. Um, though I know that sometimes when I was angry, I do remember feeling angry and sad, but I had to just kind of bottle it up and um, and wasn't really able to wasn't able to ex- express myself. Um, as a kid um, and a young person, I don't really remember a lot of my childhood. My my memories are kind of sparse. But um, one of my sisters told me at an older age that I used to have a closet where I had um, food items there, and I'm. Um, I, I don't remember that, you know, but I don't know why she would make that up. So I'm, I'm sure it's true. Um, but I was a skinny kid, and I really didn't begin to gain weight or um, until I um, hit a puberty. I think that's when my body began to change. Um, but I think, you know, throughout growing up and, you know, I often wondered if, if any of my friends kind of whatever went on in my household was really a secret, and I never talked about anything that went on in my household, and I wondered – if any of my friends, um, you know, were experiencing some of the same things I was experiencing. And I would often focus um, in a lot on school and, and busying myself and trying to do really well in school and study hard and, um, you know, and, um, but I also remember too, uh, you know, even though I'm like in my, I'm 45 now, but when I was younger, my mom told me one time that I was greedy. And I still remember that because it really hurt my feelings then. And even as an adult, like, I still remember it. And she'd always say, you know, you always want whatever I have. And, like, I don't know really what that was about, um, you know, but I, I think certainly at a young age I began to gravitate towards using food that I remember. I mean, I know I, I mentioned that the story that my sibling told me, my sister told me, um, but I do remember um, getting my first job at the age of, like, 14 years old. I was a waitress. Um, in a retirement home, and I certainly had access to a lot of food there and, and would eat more than one meal um, and really have my soul because I, I worked there, so I had a lot of access. Um, and um, and I really I used it kind of used it as an escape to feel better. I'm certainly, again, not ever really being able to talk about my feelings, and there was a lot of pain um, and a lot of shame and hurt that was going on. Um, but I had that job from when I was like 14 years old um, until after I graduated from high school, I think until I was like 19 or 20. And um, I think when I first got that job, you know, I weighed around 145 pounds. But by the time I stopped working there, I weighed a significant um, amount more. And when I was in high school, like we used to be weighed, um, and I think, I can't remember if it was middle school or high school, but from one, I think it was high school, from one summer to the next school year being weighed and I'd gained like 50 pounds, and I remember laughing, um, not because I thought it was funny, but because I was embarrassed, and um, 
you know, I, I, I remember to like, you know, gaining weight, you know, throughout um, high school. I think certainly by the time I graduated from high school, you know, I was close to 200 pounds or, or over 200 pounds. And I even remember, you know, um, having to have my ID renewed because it had expired. And I knew that I was not the weight that I was when I got that picture taken. And I remember specifically asking the person at the Department of Licensing if I can if I could leave the weight the same. Uh, they let me do it. Um, but I knew that, and, and anyone who looked at me can knew that my weight on that uh, ID did not match the weight that I actually was. Um, that, that was very evident by looking at me. Um, but I think, you know, um, as I mentioned, I began to gain weight around puberty. Um, and then, you know, I would gravitate towards fast food-oriented items. I, you know, I was doing all kinds of things with food. When I was a senior in high school, though, I, 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 thought, oh, I should try to do something to try to lose some weight, um, and I tried to busy myself during lunch and have meal replacements, but it really, it didn't work for me, and I didn't, I didn't last very long in doing that. Um, I graduated from high school. Um, soon thereafter, I moved out of my home and was living on my own, um, like in a boarding house with others, and I had a really positive thing, change happened in my life where I was around some new people, and I really began to look then at my weight and that something wasn't right, like I needed to do something about it. I think um, historically, culturally to a degree, you know, having some meat on your bones was kind of acceptable. So I didn't really think about too much besides when I was a senior in high school, like I mentioned. Um, but uh, when I had this major change happen in my life and I was around these different people, I began to think, oh, my weight, it may be problematic and I need to try to do something about it. So from that time, begin an onslaught of you know, weigh, you know, me trying all kinds of self-help books, weigh and pay programs, you name it, I tried it, you know, um, during this time too, and, and uh, up before this, I, you know, would babysit, and I would do weird things with food packages to make things seem fuller, I would look for things that looked like they'd been there a long time, so it wouldn't be noticed if I ate it, um, all kinds of behavior, I was really notorious for that, um, I had periods of time where I was in complete distress and despair where I was taking antidepressants as a result of being overweight. My top weight was 256 pounds. Um, I, you know, tried all kinds of things, like I said, self-help books, weigh and pay programs, um, really um, felt exhausted by all the things that I tried, and I felt very discouraged and hopeless and helpless. Um, I had had embarrassing moments with doctors and doctor's offices because of what I had done to my body very humiliating things um, that that um, that still stick with me even till today. Um, and, you know, I had never heard of OA. Um, I had heard of AA, like Al-Anon, but never OA before. And I um, subscribed to a magazine that I happened to read um, um, kind of a portion of a book. And I ended up buying this book, and it was this woman's 12-step experience in a 12-step food program, I believe, and that's how I found OA. Um, and um, I went to my first meeting here in Washington, and I remember hearing my story. I remember crying because I heard people talk about things that I had done that I always thought, for me, was a moral issue. And it wasn't until I went to this meeting that I realized that it wasn't a moral issue um, and that I had a disease. And there was so much relief in finding out that that fact of the matter. Um, you know, I have been in different formats of OA, and and um, work a pretty structured, um, you know, um, 
format and that really works for me these days. And But I think some of the things that really helped me along the way, um, too, is that I really love affirmations. And, um, you know, I, I I hurt myself for many years with food. And that was that was um, evident by how I continued to harm myself with food. I was a chronic relapser until I found my way to this more structured format that I work today. Um, but I, I, I did not believe that I was worthy. I was just really existing. I wasn't living life. And um, I have this saying that still helps me till today that says, "My name is Nikia, and I am a compulsive overeater." I am worthy of all the beauty and love that recovery holds. For so many years and for such a long time, I did not believe that I was worthy. And that was evident how I, um, by the way, I continued to be self-destructive with food. And so, you know, um, you know, so I'm just very grateful for that uh, adage that really encourages me today, uh, one day at a time. You know, so I I found program um, OA, in 2004, I'd graduated from undergrad. It was my summer between undergrad and graduate school. And I was in, I've been in OA all throughout this time, but um, not in as much of a structured format. And so before I found the structured format, I was chronically relapsing. I was not using the tools um, and I was chronically relapsing. And it wasn't until I found this more structured way that really catapulted my recovery and made a huge difference um, and so um, I, my top weight was 256 pounds. I've been able to surrender and let go of about 108 pounds and maintain that um, and maintain that um, till today, um, you know, one day at a time. Um, I am reminded that, um, that, um, that um, I'm reminded that this is a program of humility and I'm reminded that I um, that I cannot rely, I cannot rest on my laurels, and that I need to be reliant on an infinite God rather than a finite self. Um, and um, my life today, I mentioned earlier that I used to just really um, exist and I wasn't living. Uh, today, I get to live a full life. I mentioned that my life has been catapulted into really a whole new dimension, uh, being in recovery. It was grateful that yesterday was, it was amazing that yesterday was Thanksgiving. It was just another Thursday to me. You know, I didn't do anything different than I do with my food any other day. You know, I I have three weighed and measured meals. I don't eat sugar, flour, artificial sweeteners, or caffeine, um, and uh, nothing in between those three meals besides water. And um, I'm grateful that, you know, uh, I feel like Thanksgiving is a glorified holiday, and I'm grateful that I don't have to participate in that in that behavior today, that I don't have to harm myself. I've learned that I never have to harm myself with food again. I never have to compulsively eat ever again. And I'm very, very grateful for that. Um, Like I mentioned, um, I really was just existing and not really living. Today, I get to live a full life. And it's not perfect. I mean, I have challenges, there's ups and downs. Um, I've been through some um, challenging things in the last 10 years, especially since I've been working this more um, structured format and I've lost, my dad had a massive stroke. Um, I was able to be present for him in that. I did not eat over it. Um, my mom had a stroke. Thank God she's still here and alive. And, um, you know, and I have a, a great relationship with her that I'll talk more about um, as, a, as a result of working program and being in recovery, working the steps. Um, I also lost my sister um, 
um, who was who was my baby sister. I lost her two years ago. She died of a pulmonary embolism very suddenly. And um, but I didn't eat over that. I didn't eat any eat eat, eat eat over any of these things. What I've learned is that nothing tastes as good as absence feels. And I have really learned that I am worthy and um, and that I have what I need today to take care of myself one day at a time. Um, you know, I, I like I mentioned, programs a program of restoration. Relationships have been restored as a result. I think I shared earlier on in my story that I grew up in an alcoholic home and my mom was an alcoholic. And, um, and growing up, I had a lot of resentments and there's a period of time where I had to cut her off for my own well-being um, and I wasn't talking to her. But it wasn't until I got into program and began to work the steps that I was able to make an amends and clean my side of the street. And now we have a beautiful relationship, one that I wouldn't trade for the world, one that I never would have thought would have been possible. But that is all possible because of program and the 12 steps and the opportunity to live a recovered life one day at a time. My dad, who passed away, he was also in recovery too. And we had a great relationship also. And it was just so amazing to be able to be present for him. He had a massive stroke. He wasn't able to recover from that, but I was able to be there for him every day at the hospital, present fully for him and um, um, every day. And what a gift that is, you know, to have been able to be present for that grief and to continue to be present for that grief. And I can say the same for my sister uh, as well. Um, you know, there is certainly a lot of hope here. You know, if you're struggling, I would encourage you to not give up before the miracle happens. And remember that you are worthy. You are worthy of all the love that recovery holds. You know, today I I have a plan of eating that I follow that guides me and helps me in my program. Um, as I mentioned to you earlier, it's three weighed and measured meals, no sugar, flour, artificial sweeteners, um, nothing in between and besides water. Um, I, you know, um, have a sponsor who I am so grateful for. And um, I also sponsor three individuals myself. I go to meetings, at least three meetings a week. Um, I utilize the telephone and I make my phone calls, um, um, at least three phone calls on the uh, three phone calls daily. I'm available to receive phone calls as well. You know, the telephone is truly my lifeline. I make sure that my phone is always charged. Um, you know, um, all the tools are important. Um, I also utilize writing. I write down my food on a daily basis. Um, I write inventories. I write gratitude lists. Um, I, I um, read literature daily to include the big book and some other supplementary um, literature that really supports me in my program. I utilize an action plan that sometimes could be um, program-related mostly or, or sometimes may have, thank you, may have a little um, additional things in there. I also practice anonymity which is um, who you see here, let it stay here. It's not only a, uh, not only a tool, but it's also, um, it's also a principle um, and tradition, rather, of the program, which even makes me feel safe that I can even share on this line this evening. And um, so, so very grateful for that. I also do service, um, and I do service on meetings. I have service positions. Um, I, I speak on meetings and uh, share my story. Um, I... I I would say that the biggest act of service is the um, service of being abstinent because I get to be my best self um, as I work my program. Um, and I, a prayer that I often pray is that I be more and more the woman that God intended for me to be. I call my higher power God, and I think being in recovery and working my program one day at a time 
I get to be more and more that person, that woman, and I'm very grateful for that. Um, and um, I, so I, I, you know, I utilize the tools which really keep me abstinent on a daily basis. And I work the steps that really teach me how to live life on life's terms. I've worked the steps a number, a t- a number of times. Um, I can never say that I have arrived or that I am, I am uh, finished. Um, it's ongoing work, uh, personal deep work that I'm grateful that I have the opportunity to take part in, again, in efforts to be my best self. And so working steps through the big books has been life-changing. As I've shared, it's been transformative and changing relationships, transforming relationships that I never would have thought would have been possible, um, you know, um, before before program and before recovery. So I'm tremendously thankful. Um, my life today, again, I stated it's not perfect, but um, it's um, it's it's um, it's a blessing to me, and I'm full of gratitude um, for the life that I get to lead. And um, sometimes I feel like I have so much gratitude that I really can't even express it in words. And um, you know, my life today, I'm able to do things. I'm I'm the best mom, the best sister, the best um, employee, um, all the hats that I wear, I'm better as a result of working program and having a program to work, especially when I think about this year in 2020, this pandemic, and, you know, um, so grateful that I have exactly what I need. And, you know, um, you know, because I can't imagine going through this year without a program. I certainly, you wouldn't be hearing from me in this very moment. And so, um, so I'm very, very grateful. And, um, I have this thing about being strong in mind, body, and spirit, and um, I really live my life that way. Um, I've been able to do things like run a marathon, run half marathons. Even in 2020, I've run a number of virtual half marathons, and I actually have one tomorrow. Um, And um, I have this metal rack that says, um, she believed she could, so she did. And I really believe, um, and I think, I love that saying, and I think, you know, God believed I could, um, and I did, and I can continue to do that one day at a time. That's God. The book, book, the big book, talks about how God helps me and helps us all to do what we can never do on our own. And my life is a testimony, um, as I'm sure I know hundreds of others' lives are also a testimony to the same fact um, of that reality. Um, I know my time is probably coming close to being finished. Um, so I will just pass by um, leaving my phone number. Folks are welcome to call me anytime. Um, again, please don't give up before the miracle happens. Um, my phone number is 206-313-2825, and that's specific standard time. Thanks for allowing me to do service this evening.